One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombus has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com/acast and use code acast for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com/acast code acast. You cool? I'm cool. You cool? I'm cool. You cool? I'm cool. We coolin' out. You cool? I'm cool. You cool? I'm cool. You cool? I'm cool. We coolin' out. Yo, welcome back to Coolin' Out. We yeah. are back another week, bro. We're back. We got a special guest this week. Good friend, actually. Ain't seen you in years, though, man. Yeah, for real. Went to college with us. Got the boy Lavelle James in the building. Yes, What's sir, up, yes, man? Sir. Actually dropped the James, you know. It's just Lavelle right my now. Bad. No, my bad. My, you see, that's how you know you're going, you know, yeah. nigga. I knew you had yeah, a, you know, bag. Yeah. yeah, he's like, nah, nigga. <laughs> Listen, my name's Lavelle. Yeah, yeah. It's like Prince. Yeah, okay. My bad. You know. <laughs> you gotta shoot for the stars. Man, you gotta land on the cloud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, man. What's I'll, up, man? How you been? Working. Working. Tired. Can't complain though. You know, I'd rather be busy than broke. I'd rather be busy than bored. So, hmm. what you been working on? Why you so tired? Uh, just so I'm an audio engineer, I'm an R&B singer, songwriter. So I've just been doing TV and film work, sessions, performances, all of that stuff. And it's Fashion Week right now, so I've been at. Hella fashion week events, so it's been crazy. You in the fashion like that? I. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so yeah, being from Harlem, like everybody in Harlem's like in the fashion, but we not like in the like fashion week fashion. Mm. But like, you know, my publicist was like, "Yo, I need you to be here and here and here." So I'm like, "All right, cool." And then, Got you. I didn't cool. even know it was fashion week. That's yeah. Right. <laughs> you see my life. My publicist ain't telling. <laughs> I'm button ups and then slacks. I'm like, oh, <laughs> it's fashion week. Cool. <laughs> Listen, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know either, unless if I didn't have management and like a publicist and all that stuff. Gotcha. So, so I mean, I knew you oof, way back when. Way back like when, like what, yeah. 2010 maybe so from the first project. Yeah, from the first project when <laughs> you. Was, but she said I was. <laughs> Actually, yo, I remember. <laughs> too much. Yeah, too much, yo. Yeah, that was my joint. That shit hit me hard. Yup. Some chick told me I was too much. I was like, bitch. <laughs> 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 Then the whole sub, I was listening to that shit. <laughs> Where did I go wrong? <laughs> should have, you should have sent that to her like your. She knew the song. <laughs> oh man, but um, so let's talk about like you know your origins. You're from Harlem. Yeah, I mean I'm from Harlem. Uh, both my parents are like super creative, so mm-hmm. they were like hella supportive of me doing music. And then like they were just like, "Yo, don't be broke out here." Like, so I was like, All right, "I'm not gonna be broke." Like, <laughs> <laughs> like real shit. Like it wasn't a, it wasn't nothing crazy. It wasn't like. Oh, you need to be a lawyer. You need to be a doctor. You need mm. to be anything like that. I mean, and all power to every lawyer and doctor and all that shit. Mm. But they were just like, "Yo, don't be broke." Like, 
Yeah, no, I mean, that's good that your parents support you because most artists and creators, their parents don't. Yeah. It's like, yo, you got to be this, this, that, or the third. And that kills people's creativity because, yeah, yeah. like, you know, from youth, you're told you have to, like, pick these certain careers and mm-hmm. that's all you really have. Yeah, and I mean, my mom, she's like a painter, so... Mm-hmm. She couldn't really say shit. Like, she's like, like you know, <laughs> yeah. you paint. Like, and then my dad's just like a jazz connoisseur. Like, if you go in his crib, there's like walls of like records that some he hasn't even opened. So, gotcha. They That's both good. Like, they get it at least. Yeah. yeah. So, it's cool. I mean, I know what really broke it for them was when they saw like my name and um, I did the Best Man Holiday. Mm. And then we went to see it and they saw my name in the credits. Mm. And my dad was like, Okay. Nice. All right. I'm not gonna say shit to this nigga no more. <laughs> so I was gonna do it. the best man holiday right there. Yeah, he bought the shit. He was like, You can sign this for me. I was like, yeah. <laughs> He gonna sell that shit in a couple of years. That's I would fact. too. But oh yeah. Mm. Nah, I should felt good though. He was like, proud as hell. So nah, that's like, dope, man. Yeah, that's what's up. Um, so as far as like, you know, making music, you're beginning your origins, like when did you first find out like you could sing? Like what, what was that first experience like? It's the cliche church story. Like mm. my, we we a church raised <laughs> family, so like I was five years old, just like singing like this little line, like singing like like just the church shit, you know. And then uh, one day my mom was like, "No, my brother, my I'm the youngest. My brother and my sister, they both write. Uh-huh. So like, write I, music. I just, yeah, they they my my sister sang too, and she wrote songs. Mm. And my brother wrote raps. And me and my brother shared a room, so like." He was always like, I don't want you to curse, and then I don't want you. To. But he always cursed like OD, like in his raps and shit. So I was yeah. like, I'm finding his rap book, bro. So like one day I tore <laughs> that whole room apart and found his fucking rap book, and I was like, Yo, this shit lit. Yeah. And he saw, he was like, he was like tight, but I was like, Whatever, I don't care. I found the book. Yeah. So ever since I saw that, I was like, Nah, bro, I gotta write. And then my mom was like, She saw that I was interested in all that shit, so she was like, Yo, I don't want you to have to pay for studio time. So then after that. She was like, yo, make sure you learn how to do everything. Mm. And that's why I became an engineer and then a producer and then a writer and all that stuff. Gotcha. How long does that all take? Like, shit. (laughs) None of that sounds A long time. (laughs) I mean, it's the way, like, uh, I'll say growth with any creative. So, like, growth with anything that's not creative, I feel like it's, like, just, like, diagonal. Mm -hmm. Where it's, like, growth with creatives, it's kind of like you're here and then one day you wake up and you're here. Mm. And then one day you wake up and you're here. So that's why it's like discouraging for a lot of people. Gotcha. Because you just, you feel like you suck for a long time. Mm. Like you don't see no improvement. And then one day you're like, oh, this shit kind of fire. And then like yeah. after a while, like, so. Gotcha. Long time. Well, how do you see you're getting a grasp of these respective things? Um, like your writing, audio engineering. How do you know you get a grasp? So the reason why I love all art is because it, it, invoke some kind of emotion like it makes you feel something like you hear a song like how you said too much mm-hmm. that like it invokes some kind of emotion like mm-hmm. like you feel something physically yeah. so like even if like a guitar player plays the right chord you're like oh that shit that shit yeah. was that shit was fire you don't have to know anything about music to be like that shit was fire so it's the same kind of idea when you write in some shit and you're like yo like you feel like damn i feel that <laughs> like you know so that's yeah. kind of just how you gauge it and then people's response you know Mm-hmm. If people fuck with it, then it's like after a while, you know. So is most of this stuff like uh, the singing, the writing, um, the audio engineers? That more like self-taught, self-taught correction, or did you like go to school for these things? I would say a hundred percent self-taught in my young days. Yeah, like I was just sitting on. Yeah, I remember not even you. YouTube. I remember you in Hollis. Yeah, man. I, was, yo, I was up in Hollis. Yo. <laughs> At the studio upstairs, man. <laughs> shout out Hollis. What was my five hundred two? Yeah, shout out Hollis five hundred two, sweet five hundred two, whatever. But um. 
Yeah, like uh, I was just up in the, st- in the studio, like just my room, mm-hmm. just making stuff and just doing it and failing and then succeeding and then just failing and succeeding and mm-hmm. fixing things. And after a while, the successes started to outweigh the failures and that's how that happened. How do you weigh successes and failures? You're talking to a non-creative. I don't know how to <laughs> so how do you weigh as an audio so like, producer making your own music? What are you looking for? For me, like, I would just, I'm not good at, like, failure. I'm not good at, like, doing something and not being satisfied. Okay. So I'll sit and I'll make a beat and I'll be like, all right, that was trash. You just know and it's I'll make not another dead. beat and I'll be like, that was trash. Okay. And I'll make another beat and that was trash. And then, like, out of, like, five or six beats, you make one, you're like, all right, mm-hmm. that kind of, that kind of bop a little bit. I, I like mm-hmm. that a little bit. And then as the days progress, as the weeks progress, when instead of, like, five joints being trash and one being good, you got maybe like two trash ones, <coughs> yeah, and four one more lining up, yeah. yeah. And then like after a while, it's like I right, I just made like a day of like heat, and then you're good. And it's the same with writing and all of that stuff. Got you. So as far as your sound, what would you classify um, your sound as? I don't even know, bro. Mm. I don't like to even. I don't. Even, I don't like to say. I'm like Val. Like, gotcha. You know, I I want people to like. You know how people make tight beats on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I want like a day to come where like. Niggas type veil type beat and mm-hmm. like oh. and then that comes up because I don't want to say I'm like this guy or that guy I want to mm-hmm. be me and then people want to be want to like adopt my sound into their sound. So. Got you. So I'm assuming you produce mostly your own mostly your own work or I co-produce and I'm gonna tell you why. Okay. I like my ear musically. I like what I do, but I feel like there comes growth in collaboration mm. with all creatives. So, like, everything I do, I co-produce. Recently, I've been getting, like, uh, a lot of foreign love. I had, like, these producers. Shout out SK Beats. These producers, SK Beats, that just hollered at me from France. Mm -hmm. And, like, like straight from, like, they didn't even speak English that well. But they were like, yo, we got these beats for you. And they're fire. Can you do something with them? And I was like, hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then one of my guys, Gecko Music, uh, he's from, like, Italy or... My bad, I I'm fucking it up. But he's from somewhere over there. Mm-hmm. And he sent me some stuff, too, and it was fire. So I was like, yo, this is dope. Like, But I love collaborative efforts. I don't really like doing everything. I do everything myself. I engineer myself. I, I mix all of my stuff. I write my stuff. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to like the actual creation, I love other people being a part of it. Mm-hmm. Just because it compels growth. Do you always put these pieces together in the same way? No. Like, okay. Never. So ever, no, so I could be in a, a train right now. Mm-hmm. I do this all the time. I, I'll be in a train and like some somebody will walk by me or like some nigga be fighting with his girl, mm. and I'll be like, "Damn, what? All right, that's a song." And I like take out my voice memo and just like sing like a melody or sing like a concept. And mm-hmm. then people look at me like I'm crazy, but I don't care. Like, so <laughs> that that's like one way. But then sometimes I'll be like, "Yo, let me book some time off for me," mm-hmm. and then me and my guy will we'll go in the studio. And I'll just go and freestyle over some beats and just like, mm-hmm. or like sometimes I'll just sit and produce them and then like, there's just so many different ways. Like, that concept was like a real like 90s R&B music video. <laughs> like some nigga on the train with his girl fighting and you just in the background singing like. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like when you said that, the imagery was like, yeah, this nigga at the back trying to steal his girl. <laughs> he don't appreciate you, but I do. Like, <laughs> That's a fact. Yeah. <laughs> You should take that and make a song. Listen, listen. That. You can have that one. Look, I might need the feature. I might need the real feature. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm going to fuck that song up. 
I remember, yo, I remember back in like 2011, Lavelle was like, yo, you should rap, you should rap. They got me in my room for like a week, like trying. <laughs> and you know, he was just talking about like the ebbs and flows of like a creative where like, you know, it's not like, it's more cyclical than anything. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you just be trash for so long and mm-hmm. I, I don't got time for that. Like, I, I was trash for like a week. I'm like, let me go study something. Like, <laughs> let me get back at these books. <laughs> yeah, I was like, let me go, let me hit the library up. This ain't for me. Like, <laughs> No, nah, that's a fact. I'm I'm good for that though. Like, if I see something in somebody, I'll be like, "Yo, yo, you should do that shit." And like, I'll have you like really, really compelled, like really, really like encouraged. Like, yeah, yeah he did. We were in Brooklyn shit. actually. Um, we were shooting that. I forgot what song that was. Oh, the, with um, uh, with Green. With yeah. Green. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, like this. Yeah, like yeah, like this. And I mean, he was like, "Yo, you should rap." And I'm like, maybe I should rap. <laughs> <laughs> and that was when you was like, just like. Getting into yeah, you like, was man, that sat me for like a week, and I was like, nah, let me finish studying for my LSAT. <laughs> oh man! So as far as like um, progression in your music, like, do you hear progression um, in your sound, like from project to project? Um, how, who, like, is it something that that comes to you naturally, or is it more so like having a, a trusted team of people around you telling you like, hey? You know, you should you should grow in this area, or you should grow in that area. I can't do that. I can't have nobody tell me anything. Okay. Yeah. I'll, like, <clears throat> ask him if I'm in if I'm in the studio and there's too many people in the studio. I'll like I might lay some melodies down and then I'll just kind of leave the booth and and start drinking and like just chilling with people. Yeah. Because yeah. like I don't like too much energy, too many vibes with people I don't really know mm-hmm. creatively. Like I like to just sit and let whatever come come, and if I'm stuck. Recently, I've just been traveling. These past couple of years, I love traveling. So, like, mm. even just being some, I'm about to go to Brazil next week. Dope. So, like, I'm probably going to come back with, like, 14 song ideas. Like, already just stamped. I thought you were about to say 14 kids, but. Oh, no. Nah, <laughs> 14 nah, songs. Nah. That boy focused on his business. All right. Yeah, we're not, we not going out there. Yeah, all right. Cool. Cool. So, do you think, speaking of traveling, though, do you think traveling has, like, enhanced your music? Like, 100%. Mm-hmm. In yeah. what sense do you think? Uh just culture mm. you you get influenced by so many different cultures like you could see it on my last project that i dropped we have like uh, samba influence then i have like jamaican influence and i have like you you could tell that i because i don't like when people just try and like uh what's it called like a culture vulture i don't mm. like people like trying to just jump onto something because it's the wave mm-hmm. i like to actually do some kind of research and study and feel like it's a part of me because all of all of my music is a part of me. Mm. <clears throat> so if if I'm rocking with a samba record, it's because it came from like a genuine place. Like I might have been in Brazil where like they're super samba heavy and like I'm, that song's probably like put together or the console's probably put together out there. Mm. Or like if I'm writing a record that has like a Jamaican vibe or like a dancehall kind of vibe, you it it's probably influenced by experiences I had out there. And things like that. So, like, yeah, traveling definitely helps. And it clears my mind, you know. Definitely gotcha. travel. That shit is love. Yeah. What was the name of that? Oh, sorry. I know. Cut you off. But what was the name of that last project, just so people... Oh, Passenger. 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 It's out everywhere. Spotify, Apple Music. Shameless plug. Passenger. No, yeah. plug away. No, plug away. <laughs> That's why I was like, tell them, tell them what it's called. Yeah, it dropped June 12th. Uh, <clears throat> all in all, on Spotify, it almost has 500,000 hits, Jeez. which is amazing. Like. I appreciate everybody for showing love. Sheesh. But and we just dropped a video for the single "Ready." Check that out too. It's it's doing well. I think that has like a hundred thousand hits or something like that. Sheesh. So, 
Yeah. Yeah. Maybe like 150. Yeah. So yeah, we we working. We I'm going out to Jamaica, so there's there's gonna be a lot of influence for my next project. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Now I was gonna say like since we graduated, well especially since we graduated, like I've just been watching you from afar and I've just noticed your profile has grown and grown. Like I'll just be checking. You have a new project. You have a higher following. Your projects are doing better. I see you on a, a, a Fetty Wap feature. And I'm like, you know, just fill me in over these last like five years, not the whole five years, but couple moments or steps you think that have really helped with your growth as an artist. Um, well, you mentioned one big one up, the WAP situation. <clears throat> we released that record in like 2015 or something mm-hmm. like that. And that was just legit off of so engineering, if you're like a good engineer, or if you're good at anything you do, you, uh, people are going to refer you and like. Mm-hmm. So I just take pride in being or doing everything that I do. Like I don't halfway anything I do. So like if I engineer for anybody, I'll do it to the fullest. Mm-hmm. So somehow like, you know, people I knew and, and people that he knew, mm-hmm. just it just kind of like correlated like that. And my guy was like, are you trying to go out to the studio out there? And I was like, when they were out in Jersey, out in mm-hmm. like Clifton or something like that. I was like, cool, whatever. Like, I, I like Trap Queen. It was like when Trap Queen had like a million hits. Oh, I know. Yeah, so it was like super, it wasn't like where he is now, but he was still like on the bubble. Mm-hmm. So I had a record that my producer, or like my, my production partner, my dude Lee, uh, shout out Juice Lee, that's a fire producer. But he was in the studio we had on 42nd Street, on 44th Street. And I came in the studio. I heard the, I heard him working on some shit that was bumping through the wall. And I was like, oh, that shit me. So I opened the door. <laughs> opened the door. I'm like, yo, he stopped playing it. And I was like, yo, what is that? He was like, nah, I'm going to trash it. I was like, bro, if you trash, I'm going to fight you. Like, <laughs> if you trash that, I'm going to fight you. <laughs> like, do not trash that. He's good for that. He'll make some fire in like 15 minutes mm. and then be like, nah, shit, whack. And I'll be like, what? Like, what mm. are you talking about? But so that ended up being the move. I wrote that record that night. And then I brought that out to Clifton, and then Wap fucked with him, and he was laying, he laid his shit on it, and I was like, oh, this is this is fire. Yeah. I like this. So then that's how that kind of turned out. And then he blew up, and then, I mean, a lot of people kind of just liked that record and liked my stuff, so yeah. I kind of got a, a, a chill buzz off of that. And then, I don't know, man, performing, just doing shows it's all of just networking building all that stuff mm. so what would you say out of all that stuff because we graduated what damn 2013 damn we Sheesh. old bro. yeah i'm washed um <laughs> what would you say was like the first like major step like that because you you said like you know it's, it's cyclical what was the first step that was like yo i can really do this or like where you actually saw like people gravitating towards your music like a real real step <clears throat> when we released the video for that song. Gotcha. That's when, like, when people were World like, Star. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Shout out World Star. I mean, yeah, I checked. I was like, oh, because like, that's why I first saw that. And I was like, I think that's that nigga Lavelle. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, oh, I saw I like it had like a the track list. It had like 100,000 views. I said, oh. And I was like, yo, that's dope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that, I mean, World Star's a fire platform. People be coming on World Star to, to kill niggas, though. Like, I was reading through comments and I was like crying. Like, it was so funny. Like, <laughs> I was like, damn, y'all niggas is talented. Like, yeah. like that's a skill. Like, I was amazed. Like, it was, 
Yeah, yeah I, I ain't gonna lie. I was reading the comments. Some nigga did call you like a slim Barry White or some shit. Bro. And I was, and I was like, <laughs> <Son>. damn. <laughs> so I, I heard. I heard like a like a gay Jeremiah. I heard, I, I heard, I heard, I heard some of the wildest, you bro. And I was just like, oh, I had to, I had to, I had to salute you, bro. That, that was, that was funny because I was nah. laughing at myself, like. Yeah. But, I mean, you gonna get both of those. You gonna get all kinds of reactions to everything. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. People on the internet be funny as fuck. Yeah, like trolls, they I'm like yo, y'all niggas are creative. Like, yeah, like yeah, if, y'all, if only yeah. I could get paid for this, like. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, the World Star thing was was big, mm-hmm. and then that just like had people reaching out. That had like labels reaching out and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, but realistically, the the first thing that I noticed was the Best Man thing. Like, and before that, like I was working at a, a TV and film house, and that's how I got to the Best Man situation. And when I just saw like I was an intern there, mm-hmm. and I interned for a little bit, and one of the interns like fucked up a session, and they were like, "Who who else knows how to record?" I was like. I got you. <laughs> like, I, I could do this, and he was like, "I right, hop on." Then ever since then, that client only came to me. Gotcha. So then, then I caught a check like a month later, and graduating college, like you, we were seeing like no money. Yeah. So Any like, check I, was I a couldn't blessing, afford haircuts. Yeah. Like I mean, I look like I can't afford haircuts now, but that's the style. Below. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I still got the line under this. Don't worry. Yeah, you good? But, <laughs> but yeah, like I saw a check off of that, and I was still a senior in college. It was still like right before we graduated, and I was like, "Oh, like this is like not a little bit of money." Like, yeah, so yeah. I was like, "All right, going out of college, I was, you know, how you're supposed to have a job coming out of college yeah, and all yeah. that shit." I was like, "All right, cool, I'm gonna do that for as long as I can do that," and mm-hmm. then it starts to just kind of build on itself. So I wasn't even doing artistry then; I was just doing music behind the scenes mm-hmm. to like make money and network and connect and all that. And that like was a foundation for my artistry now. So, gotcha. Yeah. So as far as like, if you had to pick uh, one person that's been instrumental to you, um, who would you choose in entertainment or like in life? In life, like as far as like, cause, I mean, I know that like everything ain't up and up. I mean, we're talking about all your accomplishments. Everything is now an up and up. It's never is for anyone. Mm-hmm. So who would be like the person that you look you look towards and makes you keep striving and makes you keep pushing forward? Um, my I got a I mean I got a couple. The name so a couple, like, yeah. <laughs> my brother, my big brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, that nigga's been on me since I was little. Like I would make records in the in the house. Well, like I said, we shared a room, so I'll make mm-hmm. records in the house, and I'd be so happy with the record. And then I'd be like, "Yo, listen to this." He'd be like, "Yo, you need to sing better." And I'm like, "Damn, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, cool, like." But then recently he came to one of my shows, or I think he saw a video of one of my shows, and he was like, "Yo, bro, your vocals is on point." And hearing that from him, coming from like, "Nigga, you suck," was like amazing. So like, he's always pushed me, and I'll still like come to him when like I'm in like a not a bind, but when I'm like in a mental bind, where I'm like, "I need to do this. What should I do?" Even though he's not, he doesn't have music experience. He just has like wisdom, Mm -hmm. and he'll just always bless. And then like my mom, she's always been like. Instrumental, but I feel like that's everybody's mom, you know. But most of us, yeah. Yeah, my mom is like really, yeah. I could, yeah. I could be at like I could do a show at a strip club, and she'd be like, "Yo, you want me to come?" I'm like, <laughs> "No, you could sit this one out, mom. You don't want no ass clapping near you, like, <laughs> like you good man. You want to dance?" <laughs> 
Yo, for real. My mom from the my mom from Georgia. My mom from the South. So uh, like, when I was holding sessions in the crib, she was like downstairs, like, dang, this nigga's in here. I need to make some chicken. I need to make some like mac and cheese. And yeah. I was like, so people would come to my crib just because she would finesse food yeah. while they was recording. Like it was love. But yeah, definitely my mom. Gotcha. But there's a lot of people that just like. It's too many to like name, but yeah. those are like two that are like up there. Gotcha. What about in entertainment? In entertainment, uh, of course, my guy Nick Nick Wiz, uh, he's like hip hop producer. He's he did like Rock Him, mm. Cellar Dwellers, like all that stuff. He's like, if I had any kind of situation, I call him and he'll make me feel hundred percent better about it. Gotcha. Like, so. Like that's like my, he's like my uncle, but my brother. Like he's like everything. Like he he hold me down all the time. And um, yeah, that's that's my homie. Like everybody else in the in the industry, you know, I'm super cordial and super nice. Yeah. I, I don't get real close with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. That's like my guy. So got gotcha. you. Yeah. So you mentioned, um, you know, you got a couple of label offers, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Turning those down was that like a conscious decision? Yeah. Like, you know, I don't want to get too much into your business, but was that, like, more, like, a choice to remain independent? And if so, why? Well, I'm not, like, I love being independent. I love having uh, all the control in my situation. Mm-hmm. But I'm not opposed to, like, sign with a label if it's the right situation. Mm-hmm. For those, it just wasn't the right situation. Like, they wanted, it was either they wanted something that I wasn't willing to give or, you know, I mean, that's how it always is. It's like yeah. if someone offer you a job that don't be letting these niggas get you in no three sixty. Yeah, yeah uh, but you know what? I mean, the right three sixty could be right for the right artist. So I'm not gonna like, I'm not gonna like knock it. Explain how. So the way I look at deals is, I, it's just like the way I look at jobs. Mm-hmm. So like, you wouldn't take a job that just didn't make sense for your life, but if it made sense for your life at the time, you take it. You know. Mm. Now, I'm not saying, like, sign your life away, because that's what a lot of people do. Mm. Like, make sure you have a good lawyer. But, <laughs> yeah, that, that's another thing. People uh, downplay how big, like, your attorney is in, in, in this whole process. But, yeah, just, I would say, and I tell this to all, like, my clients that ask me for advice and stuff, just make sure you do as much as you can to give yourself leverage. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't want to go to a label or, like, sit down with a label and not have any kind of leverage mm-hmm. and even <clears throat> where I am and, and I feel like I'm far from where I want to be mm. but I had a label meeting and then because of the connections I had with who wanted to sign me mm-hmm. she was like 100% frank 100% transparent and she was like listen I I have a deal for you for this amount of money mm-hmm. right now but you can keep doing what you're doing by yourself for the next six months and I'll have a way better deal for you and yeah. I was like I appreciate you for that. Like, yeah, because so, most people wouldn't even tell you that. Yeah, at all. So, that's kind of how I look at it. You know, if it and, makes sense for your I mean, life, and you believed it, not not that she was lying, but you know, you have a good valuation on your self worth. Is basically what I'm asking. Like, yeah, I I feel like, and this is the goal. I feel like I'm gonna make money to feed myself, my fam. You know, pay the bills and all that stuff on my own doing music. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just going to make that grow every year, every day. So, and that's what labels are looking for. If they mm-hmm. see, they're looking for people that are doing it without them. They're not mm-hmm. looking for someone that they got to do it for. Yeah. They're looking for someone that's doing it without them. And now they can help. So, I've, I'm 100% confident in the fact that I could do that. Yeah. That's why I had no problem 
Mm-hmm. Just saying, uh, thank you, but it's, it's all right. I'm good. Yeah. I mean, I think that's actually like pretty great advice, like to <clears throat> try to have as much uh, leverage as possible when you mm-hmm. walk into these situations, because most people don't have any leverage, and you know, you feel outnumbered. You're going to this like big ass record label, mm-hmm. and you most time you just gas just to even beat it, mm-hmm. and you end up just signing stuff. Mm-hmm. But that's a good. How will you? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I don't know how many meetings and again, please don't just share what you want but mm-hmm. how's it changed since your first meeting to now like were you nervous in the first meeting how are you now in a meeting um i was fortunate to have my guy nick wiz mm-hmm. with me for uh, those first couple meetings so i wasn't at all because if you know anything about Wiz, he's like now nah, we good in here like yeah he'll make sure i was, just, <laughs> I was like all right cool i'm chilling like i'm gonna sit back and like yeah make sure things go go how they go but um <clears throat> Such an asset. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You definitely need people on your side like that. But now, I mean, I'm just kind of used to it. So, I actually recently haven't even really taken much meetings. I kind of just want to do, I have a plan for what I want to do. Mm-hmm. I just want to do it. And then once I do it, then maybe I'll kind of court some meetings and see what happens, you know? Gotcha. Speaking to that, uh, just speak a little bit towards uh, the importance of having a good team around you. Super important. Mm-hmm. This is like, my bro, like I've known him for what, like fifteen years, and yeah, since yeah, since freshman year of high school. Well, speak uh, speak to him, like I mean, like to tell people who he is. Cause, oh yeah, yeah, shout out my bro Kenny Black. <laughs> he actually has a podcast too, the Black Room Podcast. Um, like I said, he's like on the squad management, and all of that stuff. He kind of just anything I need that I because I've been self managed for so long, but mm-hmm. anything it's been it's been like overwhelming. So anything that I need, I'll be like, yo, Black. 
can you can you do this for me? Can you highlight this person for me? Can you do that? Mm. And on top of that, he's like a dope artist, a dope rapper, writer, mm. all that stuff, producer, engineer. So you niggas is talented, <laughs> man. That's how we actually like connected. It was like, oh, you saying I rap, and then just we just kind of ran from there. Got you. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly how it happened. And in, in, in high school, we were just like, oh, we both do music. Let's yeah, let's be cool. And then we ended up. Being, I'm like the godfather of his daughter now. So like, Dope. that's like that's like the type of team I like to have around me, like him, or like like I said, my guy was like people that I know. If I wasn't like, if there was no business involved, mm-hmm. that's just my guy. Yeah. So then you know that there's n- like there's no shadiness because there's no there's no shadiness in our relationship outside of music, outside of business. So mm-hmm. that's kind of just how. And I keep it real small. Mm-hmm. Not so many people know about the moves I make or anything I do. And I feel like that's just how you should be in life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Letting people in. Mm-hmm. What's the pro- oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just wondering, what's the process of filling out the rest of your team? Like you mentioned a publicist before. and What, what are you uh, looking for? I mean, that's another thing that you kind of just take step by step. So, like, I'm big on, like, making every day bigger than yesterday. So, for me, like, I was like, oh, you know, I've been on this blog and this blog and this blog already. So now, what what do I need to do to make my next progression? Mm. Then, like, shows. And we did, like, a, a, a New York stretch. And, like, or just, like, an East Coast stretch of shows. Mm. And it's like, all right, now what? So, it's like, you kind of, like, gauge it based on all of that kind of stuff. So, uh, I ended up meeting my publicist through my guy Wiz and you know she was like yo I could do this and that for you and I was like alright that makes sense for what I want to do next mm-hmm. so then that's how and then it's funny because right before I met her I met some other publicists who was kind of talking crazy I don't want to say nothing crazy about nobody but yeah, yeah, yeah. she was kind of just talking like she was saying what she could do and like provide and it just didn't sound like it made sense for what I wanted so I was like alright mm-hmm. thank you but have a nice day yeah. like, how important is your gut <laughs> how important is your gut and any decision that 100%. you make. 100%. Yeah. Like, if I don't, I'm, I'm big on energy. Mm. So, like, if I catch, like, a weird vibe from you, if I catch a weird energy or anything like that, I'm off it. I'll just be super, super quiet. And that's how you know, like, I just, if I, if I fuck with you, if I don't fuck with you. Yeah. Not that, like, me fucking with you is, like, anything, but if I'm real quiet around you, then, like, I'm either, like, trying to fill out your energy or just, I'm already off it. So, gotcha. like, I trust my gut in all these situations just because that's, that's energy that the people putting off mm. and that don't like dissipate like energy just morphs so if someone put negative energy out it's just like sitting in mm-hmm. that environment mm. so if I receive that that means someone in the situation was putting that yeah. shit out there so like I'm real big on that gotcha um, any upcoming projects you're working on new music well, so Passenger just dropped. We're just pushing that right now. Okay. Everybody get that. Stream that. Um, Passenger is the second of a three-project trilogy. Okay. So I released Backseat Memories. I don't know if y'all heard that. Backseat Memories came out in 2015, right after I dropped the Fetty Rock record. And that was like, the concept of that at first was like, like I said, we had a studio on 44th Street. I was like, we were making songs at nighttime, and I was like, damn, I got to hop in this Uber and go home. Mm-hmm. So, like, I was finishing the records in the backseat of these cars. Like, I was finishing the records in the backseat of these Ubers. So, that's when I was like, oh, backseat memories. Because, and then, like, we'd be drinking and stuff. So, it's not, a lot of times you don't forget or you don't remember, like, the night. But I was like, yo, but 
the record I remember. Yeah. Like it's it's there. So that's where the concept initially came from. Mm-hmm. And then like I kinda like played it to like or thought about it and thought about where I was in my career and like and I thought about like a car and how like when you in the backseat of a whip, whether you intoxicated or you just not the driver. Can imagine, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but like you in the back of a whip, you can't really control what's going on. You know, mm-hmm. Like so you just like ah, you just there for the ride. So that project came out and it did all right. It got like a hot ninety seven feature and all that stuff, which is super cool. That's dope. And and like that's dope for me being from New York because I was like, mm-hmm. hot ninety seven show love. That's like I listen yeah. to hot ninety seven every yeah. damn day. Mm-hmm. So like, um, so the passenger is the second installment, and I kind of like looked at it t- in two ways. In, in between since twenty fifteen and twenty eighteen, I traveled hella because I was like, I wanted to experience the world so big. Mm. I wanted to see the world, so I wanted to experience like my 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 production partner Lee. He's like. He loves the Brazilian culture. Mm-hmm. So, like, he went as far as, like, learning Portuguese. Like, he's fluent. Damn. Yeah. Like, that's, that's dedication. Yeah. Wow. Like, he's fluent, fluent. Wow. And so, we went out to Brazil together. And then, like, I went to Jamaica with my boy here. And, like, I went to, just, like, I just wanted to travel and see the world. So, in between then and now, passengers kind of just, like, me being a passenger on these trips, kind of, like, seeing Mm. the road and seeing how life is in other places and embracing other cultures and then i also looked at it with the car like uh analogy and now like i'm in the passenger seat mm-hmm. and i relate that to my career where it's like mm-hmm. i get it a little bit more like I, I i could i'm not like in the back seat no more yeah yeah yeah. like if if the nigga's driving and he's like staring off the road yeah, I can, like, you I grab, grab shit, yeah, yeah you know what i'm saying I could, I could help out a little bit or like you know i could i could fuck with the ox a little bit now yeah. I could, you know so like so I, I now i'm like trying to like gauge it based on where i am in my career mm-hmm. so the third one that's coming out is called drive and that's where i, I ultimately want to be in the driver's seat and where i want to be career-wise gotcha so right now i'm writing that i've been honestly writing that before now but i'm writing that and and like i said i'm traveling a little more to get some more influence and just mm. see what comes yeah that's so. dope man so as far as like your writing process you said you don't like having too many people in the studio with mm-hmm. you so do you like write alone and then when do you like allow people to actually hear your stuff so it's not like it's not like allowing people like i don't i don't care mm-hmm. but like Sometimes I'll have a concept. Like I said, I'll have a concept randomly, and I was like, I have like five thousand voice memos in my phone that mm-hmm. I gotta go through. But like, I'll just be in the studio, just kicking it, like, and just have an idea and just work on it. Mm-hmm. I just don't have like them party sessions. I don't have like if if there's like like ten people in the studio, then it's like, all right, cool, we can just mac and just kick it and chill. Yeah. And I might like still go and work on something. But, like, I like to, like, really be focused. I like to, yeah. even when I'm drinking and shit, I like to just be drinking and still just be like, all right, let me yeah, do good that. Ideas yeah. Because, yeah. like, if, if you watch me in the studio, I'm kind of like, like, I got blinders on. Mm-hmm. So, like, I have to really, like, just be, like, in tune with the song. So, like, I'll be hearing it and niggas will be doing some shit in the corner and I'll just be like, all right, all right, all right, cool, I'm going to go. And then, like, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So, like, I will, I'll black out, block out everything that's going on mm-hmm. and just, like, work on it. So, I honestly don't even know if I answered your question, but no, I, think, I think I understood. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because it's really like Jay Z, like mm. he don't necessarily write. 
won't necessarily write, but it'll be like, and you said he was thinking, and it'll go on the move, and like, then you'll say something, and you're like, when did you think of that? <laughs> you know gotcha, I mean? yeah. He was all drinking, and like, all right, and you just heard, like, he'll hear the, the beat for like the first 10 seconds, and like, all right, I got something for that. And I'm like, what? And then it'll be <laughs> dope. It won't even be like bubble gum, or like, it'll, be, it'll actually be pretty dope. Mm. I'm like, right, that's, that's dope. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't like writing stuff down no more. The TV and film work kind of help. TV and film world kind of helped me not do that anymore because, like, we would get, like, Coca-Cola would send us an email in the morning and they'd be like, all right, so we need this song to be like this, this, and this. And it'll be, like, three, like, top 100 Billboard songs. Mm -hmm. And then it'd be, like, 10 in the morning or maybe, like, 9 in the morning and they need it. They're like, all right, we need it written, recorded, (laughs) produced, mixed, and sent out by noon. And we're like, oh, shit. What? Like, so then that's like, all right, cool, everybody. And I like that place because it worked like a machine. Mm-hmm. So, like, the producers will work, then they shoot it over to us, then we, like, write and lay some down, and then we shoot it to the mix engineer. So, like, it worked. It so, worked out well. So, are these, like, jingles? Because I'm picturing, like, Jamie Foxx shows. It was similar <laughs> to that, but it wasn't jingles. Like, it was like, An actual you, you working on, like, yeah, you working on music. Like, gotcha, not, gotcha. yeah. Because there's jingle houses, too. I didn't necessarily want to do that because I feel like that boxes you create it. Mm, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, your creative vision, it boxes that all all, all the way. Mm. But with this, it was cool because it was like a, a full studio where, like, we worked with hella artists, too, and we did a lot of stuff. But that made you, like, write songs real fast. Like, gotcha. I wrote full songs in, like, 15 minutes, 15, 20 minutes, and laid it down, got it out. Yeah, I mean, damn, that sounds like a challenge. Like, yeah, I mean, but I mean, I, I'm sure that that's, that like helped you grow as an mm-hmm. artist because like you're like under duress. <laughs> you look, you look broke your damn back. Some chick will bite. But um, you can't be doing that with the dress no more. Was, uh, it, was, it was obvious and shit. I was like, you, you good? Um, Big nigga felt the wind. <laughs> but um, nah, I'm like working under those like strict time pressures. I'm sure mm-hmm. like it was like a challenge and like you challenged yourself and yeah, because you don't know you could do something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And someone pushed you to that mm-hmm. point. Yeah. Like it's even like like in the gym, you know, like you look at these heavy ass weights, like damn, I can't lift that. Then you go and like. You try and you're like, oh shit, this yeah, this ain't that bad. Like it's still bad, but it, yeah, yeah, yeah. it ain't that bad. So it's the same kind of idea. Got you. So right now, we focus on passenger. Mm-hmm. Um, you have like any upcoming shows or anything like that, or working on like any new videos so, for yeah, passenger? I got a video coming out soon. I'm shooting it in October. Okay, I'm really excited. Um, I'm shooting it out of the country, and that's all I'm gonna say. Okay. But okay. it's. it's mm. It's gonna be like more of a story, and I'm I'm excited to shoot it just because I ultimately want to get into like the film world. Like I feel like I have an okay eye when it comes to like visual stuff, mm-hmm. and uh, I just been doing research and just trying to learn as much as I can about that in my spare time. Mm-hmm. And I'm super interested in it. So going into this video, I think it's gonna be a nice transition. Like where you direct yourself, you're writing treatment. Oh, yeah, like yeah, well, we came together with the treatment for it, and like. Mm-hmm. Even, like, I, I, I kind of want to sit on some shots and, like, make sure, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I want to be a part of that, like, because that's just, like, dope to me. Like, yeah. I love that. Ooh. So, new video coming soon, real soon. And we're going to do some shows soon. I kind of just want to, like, let people hear the music and enjoy yeah. the music. I've been performing it uh, for, like, the past year. So How many kinda, tracks is R on it? It is eight, right? Oh. Right? Eight songs. 
Yeah. Oh, good. That's, yeah, that's easy to digest. Actually, wait. It's something around there. Might yeah, be, yeah. It might be 10, but I that's, might be that's lying. Still, it's, yeah, yeah. That's, that's in the range nowadays. That's it. I write a lot of songs, so mm-hmm. like, I don't even be knowing. I'm not going to hold you. Like, it's nine. It's nine. It's nine. See? I said eight and 10, so split the difference. <laughs> <laughs> you say, yeah, I got my degree. <laughs> that's a fact. Are there any artists out that inspire you? Yes, The Weeknd, amazing. The Dream, amazing. The Dream is probably one of the most underrated writers of our generation. Like, The Dream is, yeah, The Dream is a problem. You know, it's funny. I, I used to doubt him until I watched, what was that damn, what was that corny I showed that was on VH1? But it was so entertaining. Um, with him, Rick Ross. Oh, I know what you're talking about. The Deal or something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're but talking about. But when I actually about. saw, like, the dream in the studio and, like, the way he was just critiquing other artists' work, I was like, yo, he's really talented. Yeah, like, he's a genius. Then I went back and did my research on him, and I was like, yo, he's yeah, been well, doing this shit for years. Yeah, he produces all of that. Yeah, he's, like, he's behind. Like, he's, mm-hmm. like, his writing credits are extensive, so. Mm-hmm. T-Pain, too. T-Pain's a genius. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his vocal work is, is stupid. People, like, shunned him because of that whole, I'm, I'm happy he's getting love now. But people like kind of put him in a box because that auto tune. Where he can really sing mm-hmm. though, which is wild. And if you listen to like the vocal harmonies, and if you're gonna watch, I'm 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 about to put you on right now. You about to listen to one of his records and listen to don't listen to the lead vocal. Listen to the harmonies mm-hmm. and all of the background vocal work. Mm-hmm. You're gonna hear him a whole different way because hmm. he's just, the way he puts together his harmonies is genius, like crazy. Um, I don't know. Drake is talented to me. I don't know if I like. Yeah. I... <laughs> <laughs> nah, I don't, I'm not gonna take nothing away from Drake. Yeah, that, but you know what it is? He's he's also like a super talented marketer. Like he knows how to. Yeah. Nah, he's he's an amazing songwriter too. Mm-hmm. But he knows how to. Like the songs that go, aren't his best pen songs. Mm. So he knows how to just market songs that he knows will market well. That's true. Because he has some records. I'm like, damn, this shit is fire. But then maybe in his mind, he's like, but nah, I can make this one go. Like, yeah. how I need to go. So it's like, all right, cool. I mean, like, the Nice For What thing, that was not, like, his best record on, like, far from his best record on that project. But he was smart the way he did it. He, like, put the video with all of the, like, prominent black women. And even, like, it wasn't even just black women, but just, like, that nigga's a genius, like, as a marketer. Yeah. I mean, I ain't gonna lie, that song was fire. That song was made for women, but... <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah. But, like, sonically, like, it's not like an... Um, to me, it wasn't, like, an amazing song. It was a good song, but it wasn't, like, mm-hmm. his best song Who would you on say is the best song on that project, then? We might have to sit down and listen to that project. Not, like, now, but, like, in order for me to say that. I don't know. Yeah, it was too... too... He been doing that a lot lately. 25 tracks. I'm like, Nick. Yeah, like I, don't, I don't, I don't want to get into a Drake, but you said... You listen to some of his songs, some of his better pen songs. What any come to mind that he didn't push that you think are better than the singles that he did push? Oh, I mean, nothing was the same. He has like a whole bunch of records Oof. that like, Could, okay, yeah, that might not have went marketing wise, mm-hmm. but he knew which ones would have went marketing wise, yeah. and they were clearly not. And that's how I mean, that's how a lot of industry is where you kind of mm-hmm. like you push the records that you need to push, but the way he be pushing them is so smart. Like, yeah. Like you can tell he really, really fine-tuned. I'm glad we took it there because I wanted to ask you that. How do you find the balance between making music that you want to make versus making music music that's marketable or that people want to hear? 
so for me as an artist, there's no balance. Mm. You, I wouldn't make music just for people. Mm. Like I wouldn't make music just to make music that people wanted to hear. I would make the music I wanted to make and hope what I wanted to make is what they want to hear. Mm-hmm. You know, so if if they don't want to hear it, then then that's all me. You know, but that's not true because you can't be a broke well, nigga. Your mom already told you that. But listen, I mean, you know, <laughs> <I'll fuck laughs> there is so many other ways out here. But now, yeah, like I just try and I wouldn't have started making music if I didn't think people would have been receptive. Mm. to it I wouldn't have, when I write records I'm like dang I feel like people would feel this like yeah. not saying I'm doing it for them to feel it but I'm saying like I, I try and one thing I liked about the dream is that he knows how to write he knows how to say things in a way that you think it but don't know how to say mm. so that's why I love I love just listening to the dreams pen cause like he'll be like there'll be a line and you're like damn bro like in your head, you like, I know I thought that shit yeah. a hundred times, but I just didn't know how to put it into words. Mm. Gotcha. So, like, I feel like a lot of the stuff that I try and write, I try and write in a way where it's like people will be receptive to it because I feel like we're all relatable. Like, we're, we all live through different things in life. Yeah. And I think, the, I think the balance comes from writing as a being a, the artist as a feeder and a fan. Mm. So like he said, like I'm, you're making music for our generation. So it's like if I like to hear this one line repeated in a song, then I might make a he might make a song that's repeated, but it's like it was my line, like it's something I related to, and it just happens to be repeated. Gotcha. I want to hear that that same repetition. So it's like a combination of being the creative and the fan, because it has to be something that I would bump in the club afterwards, even though it's my own song. So it's gotcha. not biased. It's just yeah, I, I like it. Yeah, I also feel like we're all like biologically, naturally just different. Mm-hmm. So having a or thinking you have to conform is like what's wrong with society. Mm-hmm. So like, if you just like people like, and I get a lot of interviews where people say, "Oh, what makes you stand out as an artist?" Mm-hmm. And I'm like, nothing. Like, well, actually, everything. Yeah. So it's like, it's nothing I do that makes me stand out as an artist. I just choose. To be me, cause I, cause Lavelle, there's only one Lavelle, there's only one Rel, there's only one Black. Like, yeah. if we choose to be who we actually naturally are, then you already stand out as a person. So, I just try and do that Cut with that music. Clip up. <laughs> <laughs> know that. Don't worry, I'm gonna tweet that out tonight <laughs> with my quotes on. So yeah, I mean, so it goes with the music. Like I, I would never look at this and be like, "Oh damn, I gotta make a song like that yeah. to pop." And it's like, no, I mean, I'm gonna just do what I am, mm-hmm. and I hope people like it. And I've been fortunate enough that gotcha. people have been liking it so far. So that's what's up. So you just make songs that are for yourself, and then as far as singles go, you just then that's when you decide. Yeah, well, singles is like, like I said, with Drake is like, he's smart with marketing, mm-hmm. so. When I'm making all the music, I'll make a, a whole lot, like a shit ton of music. Mm-hmm. But then when I'm like looking at all the songs together, I'm like, oh, this one might be able to knock in the club. This gotcha. one might be, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But when I'm actually making the music, I'm not thinking about all that. But afterwards, you got to like look at it. Because then at the end of the day, it's still That's your product. Yeah, that is actually yeah. fast. That's what's up, actually. Because you can hear people for some music. 
Like yeah. you can hear it immediately. Like mm-hmm. I mean, even even sometimes people force music and it comes out, it turns out to be a hit, but you still know. Like yeah, you could see it yeah. was like manufactured. Yeah, like yeah, this this ain't this really ain't you. Mm-hmm. That's what's up, man. Or it yeah. takes discipline not to use like your album favorite as your single because you know it might not go. Mm-hmm. As, yeah, that's uh, that's the one area where I like having people around. Yeah, because then like I like to get like different opinions. Because mm-hmm. there's like my favorite song, for example, my favorite song on Passenger is Heart and Lungs, and it's, that's because it came from like a a personal place. Mm. But I know I know damn well that's not no kind of single record. Like mm-hmm. it that's might it depending on how it's released or whatever. But like I know I feel like there's other records on it that other people would be more receptive to, which is I have a personal favorite. Like, mm. but yeah, it's like you said, it's discipline. Gotcha. You. I would just just listen to hear you talking about music. Any projects or two that you heard were released this year that really caught your ears? Yes, uh, R.I.P. Mac Miller. His project Oof, was swimming. so fire. Swimming, bro. Yo, that man is talented, bro. Yeah, and it's sad that it took him passing for people to realize how talented he was. Mm-hmm. But, um. Shout out to Kanye for like having his hand in like a little bit of everything. Yeah, a lot of <laughs> like, fire music this summer. A little bit of everything. <laughs> so, just all of Kanye's collective this mm-hmm. summer, I would say, is amazing. And shout out to Ty Dolla Sign for being like the low key like clutch nigga on every he every one sleep of those on albums. That nigga. Yo, he is all over the place. Yeah, his pen is actually pretty mm. pretty crazy too. He can make a song for you, like. Mm-hmm. Get on the hook real quick. One mm-hmm. little verse, like oh, mm-hmm. yeah. and then he write. He wrote um that Chris Brown record. Um, Deuces. He wrote. I that? think. I think he wrote. Oh, someone wow. told me he wrote that. So oh. don't quote me. Someone <laughs> told me that. Yeah, someone told me that. So if that's true, then it just backs up the fact that his pen is stupid. Sheesh. I could be wrong though, but someone did tell me that recently. But yeah, Todd Dawson is fine. <laughs> yo, yeah, Deuces was yo. Chris Brown had everyone yo, fucking. Yeah. <laughs> I went to a Chris Brown concert. I went to the Barclays concert, mm. and he's like super talented. He's super talented. I wasn't like a big Chris Brown fan. Not like I wasn't. I didn't not like him, mm-hmm. but I just wasn't like all the way into it. The way people were like, oh, yeah. like nah, people say he's the next Michael Jackson. I'll be like, oh, I don't know, y'all kind of tripping, like, because I'm a big Michael Jackson fan. <laughs> and but then I went to this concert. I was like. Right, this, yeah, this, this he's, he's really fire. talented. Mm-hmm. I remember like being younger, growing up, and being like, nah, "I listen to that nigga music," <laughs> and then going home with the with the CD player, like, <laughs> be like, "Yo, this shit go in." <laughs> Yo, tell me, fellas, have you seen? Her? I said, "Oh, <laughs> yeah, man." Been out for a while. And he had, yeah, he has so many hits. Like I, I realized that in the concert where like his set was like. It felt like three different sets. Mm-hmm. It felt like he did like ten songs from this era, mm. ten songs from another one, and then like mm. five of his old joints. I was like, "Damn, bro, you have mad songs." Yeah, and they were all hits. I was like, "Dang, they were." This was like, and he's young. He only mm-hmm. like what a year or two older than us, maybe. Mm-hmm. If that, yeah, only a few of this generation got more hits than mm-hmm. that, like Drake. But, yeah, <laughs> and look at like look at who you <laughs> name <laughs> like. So, yeah. sheesh. Like, yeah, I mean. 
Yeah. Any parting words for the people? Yeah. Make sure you plug away. Listen, listen. Tell them where to find you, all that good stuff. I appreciate y'all for having me. Of course, uh, man. Thank you for taking the time. I'm not going to cut you, but thank you. You, you big money <laughs> now. Come out here, listen, chilling listen. with us little common folk. <laughs> listen, we all, we all common folk, so we not. Like, shit. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, just holler at me on the gram. I write songs. All spelled right. I write songs. Twitter. It's it's Lavelle Music, I T S L O V E L Music. Mm-hmm. SoundCloud's the same thing. Facebook's the same thing. Um, just check out Passenger. Uh, it's on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, Amazon, Google Play, Deezer, all of that shit. So you on title? We are on title. There yes. you go. Yeah. So get it everywhere. Gotcha. Yeah. Right. Yeah, man. Y'all make sure y'all check out uh, Passenger. He already said it's, it's everywhere. The boy is uber talented. I've seen his growth over the years. It's good to see, man. Yeah, it's, it's really going. good. Appreciate yeah, man. It's good to, it's good to see someone's growth. Um, remember when you, you was recording in a dorm, man. <laughs> y'all <laughs> yeah. here making moves. That's what's up for real. So, yeah, make sure y'all check out Passenger. I write songs on IG. It's Lavelle Music on Twitter. Passenger's available everywhere. Y'all check that out. As always, thank you for listening to the podcast. Make sure y'all rate, share, subscribe. Y'all know where to find us. Y'all know what to do already. Y'all share that shit Spread the love with the world We'll keep doing this for you guys Coming up on the two year anniversary soon mm-hmm. hey. Got the 100th episode What episode is this? 96? Or 97 Nine, we, we, we on 100 soon hey. So yeah I mean we wouldn't have We wouldn't you know even do this If it wasn't for you guys So thanks for all the love And, and the support Until next time It's cooling out Stay cool You cool I'm cool You cool I'm cool You cool I'm cool We cooling out You cool I'm cool you cool, I'm cool. You cool, I'm cool. We cooling out. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.